And welcome in Limestone Nation to episode number three of the Breaking the Rock podcast. I'm Michael Sanders, coordinator of digital and social media here at Limestone as well as pool operator. Always feel that um, important to get the whole title in there, of course, even though pool operator has nothing to do with what we're doing here today. Uh, alongside, as always, Jordan Perry, coordinator of media relations. Jordan, how you doing this fine afternoon? Oh, I can't complain. It's Friday. We've cranked out two episodes so far. Excited for our third one here. Absolutely, and it's been a good time so far. Everybody tuning in and enjoying the content that we're providing, which is and it's our goal in the end. We're really just trying to make engaging content. We're trying to bring you something that can uh, liven up your lives a little bit here at home during this pandemic and uh, get you to learn a little bit more about Limestone University Athletics behind the curtain. Um, you know, you can go to golimestonesaints.com and find everything out that you really want to about our sports and you know the records and our points and stats and everything, but after you do that for a little while, it gets a little boring, and you, you want to know a little bit something different. So we're, we're doing this to, to get to know those people, and I think we've got another great guest here today, and um, you know he's, he's got a story of his own that doesn't really have to do with Limestone so much, which is kind of nice to hear, um, but he is here now at Limestone, and that's why we have him here. Um, has some trials and tribulations that we're going to talk through. Um, we're going to keep him with his own story and not let anybody else distract him. He has a pretty famous cousin, but we're not going to really bring that up uh, too much. We'll mention him, I'm sure, once or twice, uh, kind of in your bring up. But uh, coming on now, our defensive backs coach for Limestone Football, Devin Watson. Devin, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And so let's just talk a little bit. Let's get to know you a little bit here. What brought you into football when you were younger? What really kind of started you at that young, young age? Well, I mean, man, I always was the smallest kid in the family. My mom didn't let me play ball until I turned 10, but I asked every year till I, till I was able to, you know, be able to play. I asked from five all the way up to 10, but, you know, I've always wanted to play, but once I got into it, it was like uh, this is definitely, you know, what I want to do. Um, kind of seeing all like my, my older cousins, uh, A.J. Johnson, he plays for the uh, Denver Broncos, starting middle linebacker, obviously seeing Deshaun, uh, you know, play ball. I was like, I, I, I can go do that too. I'm, I'm out in the yard with those guys. I can, I can do the same things they're doing. So, see, and that's what you said, famous cousin already, and he brought it up just. He like mentioned that. it, not <laughs> us. <laughs> we, we knew it was going to happen in the bring up. I mean, Deshaun Watson, obviously a big, a big name out there in, in the NFL world. Um, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what kind of having those role models growing up, not necessarily even just on the football field, but kind of in life as well. What kind of role models were those guys for you? Um, just, you know, you know, Deshaun's only a year older than me. My, my older cousin, AJ, he's probably about five years older than me. So he played a bigger role in, you know, being that, um, mentor of kind of following that, those steps, uh, seeing AJ, you know, be that guy at Gainesville, then go to Tennessee and be a freshman All-American. It's like, oh, like I, I want to, I want to go do that. College kind of wasn't a thing for me until I saw my older cousins go do it. All right. And so let's take you now through. I imagine you probably played Pop Warner or, or that growing up. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's what I did. When I was playing football as Pop Warner, uh, I didn't last very long. <laughs> uh, I wasn't good at football. I was a swimmer, so that's dry land and me don't get along very well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but take us through up into your high school years. Um, where did you play high school? Um, did you have any accolades or anything like that through your high school years? Uh, yeah, I played. I actually played quarterback in, uh, in high school. Um, I played at East Hall High School in Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, you know, shout out to those guys, man. Uh, you know, it was, it was a, uh, it was a great experience. You know, just being there and you know being the focal point kind of helped bring that program, you know, back to you know where it's at. Uh, before I we had went to the playoffs, um, my senior year it was 
10 years before we had ever seen it. You know, East Hall kind of has that, you know, bad stigma to, towards it, you know, in our city because we got the Gainesvilles and the flowery branches of the world, you know. Little old East Hall on the other side of the bridge, you know, I kind of, you know, chose that school, and I, I'm grateful to be there. It got me the opportunity to go play at uh at Wofford. You know, I was, um, you know, I, I was a, an all-conference guy, um, offensive player of the year, uh, those type things, and, you know, it's all God to be the glory, you know what I mean? God really bestowed me, you know, those skills to, to be able to, you know, be, you know, where my feet are today. So you mentioned Wofford. At Wofford, you had 142 career tackles, eight tackles for loss, seven interceptions. Like you said, you were all Southern Conference first team as a junior, I believe it was. Uh, talk about those four years a little bit, what those meant to you. Um, how did it help you, you know, advance in your career and maybe go into the coaching? Did you know you wanted coaching experience uh, at I that mean, point? Yeah, it made, me, it made me grow up, man. Um, freshman year was a little rocky. Uh, freshman year, I mean, you know, I got, got there. Uh, everybody's good. Everybody's a guy, uh, and everybody's a Devin Watson, maybe even a little better. You know, I um, I struggled, you know, as far as the disciplinary things and things like that, but I had guys like Coach Ayers and, you know, Coach Green and Coach Woods and those guys who really gave me those chances and showed me right from wrong. I mean, the experience at Wofford, you know, just the brotherhood and being around, you know, my guys, uh, that's what makes it real special, just that brotherhood, and that's that same kind of brotherhood I'm trying to bring here at Limestone. Absolutely. So, you know, you talked a little bit. High school you were playing quarterback. You made the switch to the defensive side of the ball in college. What brought that on? Man, I mean, I came there as a, I came there as a safety. Uh, came there as a safety. Safety didn't really work out too much. You got to have a lot of a lot of brains to, to be doing that as an 18-year-old guy. But, um, you know, I came uh, – Came down, um, got switched to corner. Uh, Coach Mance, um, he switched me to corner. He said that's gonna be the spot for me. And I, you know, I actually—that's why I try to tell my guys now: you gotta really buy into what a coach tell you to do, and you know, give that effort to it. And you don't know, you don't, you don't really know what you can turn into. And I ended up, you know, being doing those things I did at Wofford. Now we we talked a little bit about your college years, and now you're here, obviously at Limestone, coaching football, the defensive backs. But uh, you had a little pit stop uh, a little ways up north for just a couple days um, before this. Uh, so you did get make it to the NFL for just two days, correct? Yeah, just 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 for a little quick two days. I didn't um, I wasn't uh, able to do anything, you know, physically because they had to check out my hip and uh, I had tore my hip my second game, you know, coming into, you know, Wyoming. My senior year was a pretty, you know, rough year for me. I tore my hip second game of the year, FBS opponent. You know, we was about to, you know, coming in to, you know, beating that team first time in uh, school history, honestly. And then we, you know, we lost the game. But, you know, one thing about, you know, that story is I, I took my eyes off God. And, you know, right when I took my eyes off God, he, he took it away. He took it away from me. But uh, just having that opportunity to just know that, hey, man, I had, you know, four guys wanting me to, you know, come up to their camp and be in their camp. Like, hey, but, you know, they got to check out my hip and it's kind of just seen that, you know, you can't play uh, NFL football with a torn labrum in your hip. So that's. It was two days, but that's two days more than most anybody else will ever have. Uh, so you got a chance to be around the facilities to see what it was kind of like around the area, you know, uh, go through the process at least a little bit. Um, tell us about, like, what that did to your mindset. You know, you saw what it could be and how that would motivate you know how it would motivate people and then how you could pass that down to others. Um, you know, just for me, I, um, 
I actually didn't uh, get to go up to the facility, so so that was kind of that was kind of uh, that was kind of tough for me. But got to having those conversations and getting sent to doctors by the NFL coaches and actually having them show like hey, we are interested the, in you. The, yeah, you the fact that I mean? they are showing interest, you know, yeah. that does something for a person. I would mm-hmm. think the validity of it. Absolutely, yeah. And you kind of look at the opposite side of it. Um, you know, being told that sorry, we really really can't do anything with it because of your hip. Where does that take your mind? Uh, it took me to a, a real, a real dark spot, man. You know, I um, I had put in so much work my senior year just to, you know, because you know, junior year after that junior year, all conference, getting up being a preseason all American with Hero Sports. You know, I was, you know, I was like, ah, I, it's here. You know, it's finally here. It's something. Me and my family, you know, we prayed over it. Me and my family, my a whole bunch of people really invested in for me, like thinking I could do that. It's a lot of people that believed in me, so, you know, I um. You know, I took, like I told you earlier, I took my eyes off him, took my eyes off God, and, you know, he took it, you know, right away from me. And not and now looking at it, he did it for the for the greater good because I, now I get to, like, I'm, I'm exactly where my feet need to be. I get to give free game to guys every day. I get to uh, talk to them about the mental things I had to go through just far as where it took me, you know. I, um, I became, you know, you know, someone I could not recognize just far as, from a where a hip a hip injury and you know everything going on with my family you know back home so yeah you know people that that tend to have you know setbacks like that um, are are resilient through it and it sounds like you were really resilient through at least this time but more often than not when people are resilient through a, a situation like that it's because they have experience being resilient through other experiences mm-hmm. was was that ever the first time that you've had a, a mental setback. Ah, uh, nah, man, I had to go through a lot of, you know, adversity in life. You know, my mom, you know, a single mother raising three kids. You know, it's hard to raise kids, you know, uh, with having two parents in the household. You know, just watching her, all the things she perse- uh, persevered through with, you know, getting shot by, you know, late husbands and fire, you know, gas being poured on her and uh, from houses burning down. And uh, my mom don't mind sharing this. She'll share what you got. She'll share what you guys if she was here. But losing two kids in a fire, you know what I mean? Like, I, like for me, it was thank you, God, for putting my mom in my life to show me how to persevere because it couldn't be, you know, as a kid, I couldn't say, ah, oh, man, mom, I'm I'm struggling, you know what I mean? Because I, I watched her struggle. She showed me, you know, how to get through it, and she showed me how to, you know, be a strong man even though she was a woman. So it was pretty, pretty amazing just having her in my life. Yeah, and definitely a, a different outlook looking at that. I mean, a lot of times when you're growing up, you have that strong male role model. You talked a little bit about uh, AJ being that for you, uh, you know, only five years older. But a lot of people tend to forget the strong female role models out there that we have. I mean, being a single mother is definitely not an easy task in any way, shape, or form. And uh, kudos to her for, for raising such a, a wonderful young man here. But, um, you know, you talk about some struggles that your mom went through. What kind of personal struggles did you have on your own side? I mean, you know, for me, I was I was struggling real big on just not being the guy senior year, you know, struggling with that hip injury, you know, struggling with, you know, just things back home. Um, just, you know, my sister and brother, you know, the devil really, the spirit really got on them. And uh, we've had some clashes and seeing how that affect my, how it affects my mom, how it affects my mom, it really made me, you know, struggle having to go back home every weekend from Spartanburg, South Carolina to Gainesville, Georgia, just to make sure, 
you know, my mom's mind was right and then having to go out there on a Saturday and focus on the task at hand and winning the game. So it was pretty, pretty tough. I can imagine when you're playing ball, that's in your happiest place. That's where you want to be. You're able to take your mind off everything back home kind of and, you know, channel it towards football. You know, when that opportunity may have been there injury-wise um, and then maybe like reality maybe, you know, comes and sets in, uh, what does that do for you? I mean, you know, for me, I just, you know, just to be, you know, up front, I think it's uh, fine to talk about, you know, depression, man. It, um, you know, I, I had three, you know, suicide attempts. You know, that's where it took me, um, and it took God saving me every single time. And I and I and I, I can't sit here and say that it's anything other than God uh, that saved me um, from me. You know, I thank Him every day for saving me from me because my mind was in a dark place with not being able to knowing that it was the end of the road for me with football that senior year and know and just being able to step in the role of for the next guy. So, you know, you see Wofford, they're winning another SOCON that next year. That's something I'm, I'm proud of because I'm part of that class that started that, that run. So, um, it's, 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 it's been, uh, it's been, it's been pretty, it's been pretty, it's been a blessing just to see where I was mentally and where I am now just based off the, my faith. Yeah, I think uh, mental health, obviously, one of the, the larger stigmas out there still um, in, in America. And, and realistically, in the African-American culture, there tends to be a little bit more of a stigma on mental health, I think, as well. Um, because, uh, you know, you're growing up and you, you don't want to tell mom there's something wrong. You don't want to say, hey, mom, I'm not feeling right kind of thing. Is that something you experienced as well? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's just it's just really tough. I, I've, I've had to uh, have a lot of conversations with my friends from back home. A lot of people, you know, who don't have the faith that I have are, are hopeless, you know, seeing the whole Breonna Taylor thing and seeing, you know, how that went. You know, a lot of people can get hopeless in this world, but we just got to fix our eyes and know that it's not for us to judge. It's for, you know, God to judge and everybody's going, you know, reap what they sow. Absolutely. And I think with that said, now moving into a coaching role and really you're, you're making a large impact on not only our kids, but also your a member of Limestone's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force. And I think that that is a, a perfect place for you, honestly, with the experiences that you've had so far. Um, because you're, you're trying to get out there, you're trying to make people know things that aren't known already. Um, so what kind of impact are you really looking for to make on not only the football players, but also through the DEI Task Force? Um through the task force, just making a change. It, like I told uh, the whole, you know, staff not too long ago, just, you know, it, it, we, it can just start here. It can just start with just a limestone thing, and then it can just how we can affect the world. It can be a, you know, just like a not try to be funny or anything, but, you know, with the contact tracing and everything with, you know, with COVID, you know, we can make that spread, make the change in this world spread. Um, and just for as far as my guys being a mentor, I told them, you know, I'm a mentor before a coach, before anything. I got to get you ready for life because life can hit you and it will hit you. Like, you know, everybody, like there's going to be a time where life hits you, but I want to get them, you know, prepared for that. And just for everything in the world, you know, you can't, you know, judge by how anybody else feel, but you can, you know, express how you feel and have conversations with people to, you know, change. People won't change, but having conversations get some get people thinking about, the things they do in their daily life. Absolutely. I mean, you've already got me thinking here, just sitting here, honestly. Um, if you had to kind of wrap your entire mindset 
and this is going to be a little tough, so, so you might have to take a second. I'm, I'll give you, a, uh, give you the question, then I'll kind of ramble on just a second to give you a thought. Mm-hmm. If you had to wrap your entire mindset in mentorship, diversity, everything, kind of into one quote or one saying that you've heard over your times, uh, what do you think that would be? You know, for me, I, I go back to a, a video, a movie I watched a few years ago um, called uh, Peaceful Warrior. Uh, it's a great movie about a gymnast at, uh, I believe it was UCLA, um, who shattered his leg coming off of uh, the the rings one time. Mm-hmm. And it was all about his mindset and his process getting back to his senior year. He actually broke it his freshman year, get back his senior year, and qualified for NCAA championships. And uh, I think he even won it in his senior year on the rings after going through that whole thing. Um, but one of the quotes and the statements that stood out for me and kind of the way I like to live my life is, you know, all your past experiences are important, but when you're living here in the moment, in the now, that's really where your life can change mm-hmm. is here and now and what you're doing today. Do you have anything like that that really kind of describes you per se? Uh, I got, you know, two verses that, you know, I got Romans 818. I got that tatted tattooed on my arm something i look at on the daily is it says the pain that you're going through now doesn't amount to the joy that it's coming at the time i had no idea you know what i mean like you know why i got this verse like on my arm but you know as time as, as time came it made a lot of sense to me like dang you ain't going through a lot here and you're just talking about the natural world you know you got you may have a lot going on here but but the joy that is coming you know the sacrifice that jesus made for us man that is going to be the ultimate reward. Like, and just talking in the natural, man, like telling you, the pain that you're going through now, you could be have, you could have a crappy day today, and, you know, it's going to be joy coming. You just got to persevere. And just another uh, verse that I stick with is James 1.12. It talks about um, those, per- those people who um, go through perseverance and trials, you know, they're going to be rewarded a crown by, you know, our Savior. You just got to, you got to persevere. You just got to, you just got to go. Um, and that's where, you know, the faith kick in. You know, I was a f- once, once, once before I was faithless, you know, I'm, I, I'm still a sinner, but, you know, God saved me every day. You're an inspiring person, Devin, and I think that that pretty much is radiating here already in the 20 or so minutes that we've already been talking. Um, can you go back and think about a turning point for you, maybe, because you were so low, and then to be where you are now, how did you get from point A to point B? Um, a turning point for me, and that's always going to be my turning point. I, I was coaching down at Shorter uh, University um, last year. Still was getting my butt kicked just mentally, um, having to have a surgery, coaching on crutches. You know, being a GA, you got to do everything. Um, I'm out there on crutches, missing out on my therapies, just trying to be the best GA I could be, not really worried about my body or myself. And at the time, my fiance at the time, my fiance now, uh, you know, we were planning on, you know, having a baby. Uh, we were planning on having a baby, and you know, we had a miscarriage. And I, I was like, ah, you know, guys, I'm, I'm broke. You know, what I mean, like my whole family, you know, excited about that. You know, my mom, they, they excited to have another grandbaby. Everything. I'm like, I'm excited. So it's like, dang, you know. So I, one of my players, who's a really good kid, man, uh, Nemo Reddish, he, uh. He actually was like, Coach, you want to um, – I'm preaching at my church. Uh, come to my church. And it's, I'm telling y'all, I'll, I'll be transparent. You know, I ain't been to church in since then five years, you know, prior to that. I got to college. 
you know, I didn't. I probably went to church probably twice when I was in college, but I got to a GA, a guy that I coach, you know, asked me to come watch him preach. Went to go watch him preach. It was probably a room, probably a church as big as this room, a church as big in this room. And I felt the Holy Spirit, you know, so much in that place. I just remember, you know, giving an offering, you know, my first, you know, first time, you know, giving to the church for in a long time. And I actually prayed over that money. And I didn't ask for no money back. I just asked for God to give me some strength. You know, I just asked him, that, just simple, God, just give me strength. Just give me the strength to, you know, hold my fiance up at the time. Just give me strength to just not break down like I want to, you know. And, you know, he and he came through uh, tenfold. I ended up getting a job there at Shorter, and I thought that was it. Thought, you know what I mean? Oh, I got the job here at Shorter. I'm a DB coach. And then God bestowed me of putting me here at Limestone. You know, my fiance actually, you know, went to Limestone. Um, now she's back on track of graduating, man. Uh, you know, so everything is, go, is working in my, in my favor now. And, you know, even when it's not working in my favor, God's still good. But I'm always going to give him his glory because, dog, he, he, you know, he really came through, you know, really came through. Yeah, and, you know, turning points obviously extremely important. Um, and I think it's, it speaks to not only your situation but everybody's situation to where if you have issues, you, you have to find something somewhere that grounds you. For you, it was God. You know, for some people, it may just be a best friend or a mom or a dad or somebody that grounds you and can and you can talk through things with and really kind of, you know, um, expose yourself. Mm. And I think that's kind of what you've done over the past, uh, you know, 22 minutes even here with us is you've kind of exposed yourself, um, not in a bad way, obviously, in a, in a very good way, because I think um, for myself and, and for Jordan, I'm sure. Uh, and for everybody listening, I think, I mean, we've learned, obviously, a lot about you so far. We're going to learn a little bit more here in just a second. We're going to get a little more lighthearted. Um, but uh, I think, um, you know, exposing yourself is, is an important part of, in the recovery process from some, from mental health stuff. Uh, would you agree with that, or do you have any other thoughts? Just kind of wrap up the mental health issues. I mean, and just for, you know, just if you're dealing with anything mentally, and I had a lot of people supporting, too, now. I had a lot of people that, you know, believed in me that, you know, I, when I didn't believe in myself, I had a lot of people know all the potential I had in me than I didn't even know I had in myself. You know, just the reason I got into coaching is because I got to, you know, Coach Green at Wofford, man. I went to his office, you know, it was one of those days where I'm, you know, I was going, you know, it was probably one of my last days, you know, and I, I tell that, I tell Coach Green, you know, you saved my life, you know, because he, you know, he did, you know, just being able to have somebody support me, have somebody to come and talk to. So just for that, like communicate, because there's so many people, you know, you may not feel love, but it's someone in this world that love you and is value you. And if, if it's not anybody in this world, like it's, it's God definitely values you. Absolutely. So let's let's get to know Devin just a little bit more. Just a couple quick hit here things here in the last couple minutes. Let's say three things that people don't know about Devin Watson? Any three things, whatever you want. Three things. Hmm. I know it's tough. That is. You, you seem like a very open book. So yeah, I know I'm an open find, book, finding man. things that are. I try aren't. to be transparent to people, man. Uh, maybe people maybe back things home may that would know surprise it, you. But, you know, what about for everyone here in Gaffney? Uh, well, I mean. What, what don't people know about me? 
so much of an open book that oh, it's just out it's, there. It's a, well, yeah. You know what? We're good with that then. We'll, we'll, <laughs> all right, we'll switch it up a little bit. What is one memory from college that you'll never forget? Oh, and that's that's definitely just being uh, Citadel. All often friends, everybody know, you know, Citadel. We lost to those guys. This is the year they beat South Carolina. They freaking fourth in the nation. <laughs> and, you know, we got to play them again. We lost to them earlier that year in the SOCON championship. Ended up, you know, playing them again in the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, ended up having a game-winning interception in that game as a sophomore. You know, that was my first interception, you know, of the year. Uh, and just in a big-time moment, that's kind of something you always kind of think about, um, just going down there in Charleston that, that night and upsetting the Bulldogs. So. Yeah, I, w- I would say that's a pretty good memory. Um, well, you know, I don't have anything else, Jordan. I think we're, we're good here. Devin, we like to thank you for, for coming on and, and talking about everything that you've been through and, and really – I, like I said, I've learned a lot about you. Jordan's learned a lot about you. And I hope our listeners learn a lot about you as well. So, again, thank you for coming on and, and going through your, your experiences. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. Thanks absolutely. Absolutely. And, again, you can find the Breaking the Rock podcast on GoLimestoneSaints.com backslash podcast. Also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify.